Hey everybody, I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. Just a quick reminder, you can find us outside of the podcast on our website, meganandwendy.com. That's where all of our show notes are, but we have blog post after blog post with fun ideas. I just published a post about all of my favorite dip nail supplies and the (laughs) tutorials I love because you know I'm way into that. If it feels overwhelming, that information is there. You can join our Facebook group, Long Story Shorties, on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. We're Megan and Wendy LSS. Or, um, you know, send us an email. Old school. <laughs> Please. Well, it's Megan and Wendy at gmail.com. That's right. Wendy, how What's are up? you? I'm okay. Yeah? I've, I've kind of had a morning, but, but otherwise I'm okay. Are the dogs destroying your house? Yeah, totally. Broke my lamp. <laughs> I was not happy about it. We're going to drop a picture to that in the show notes because <laughs> Wendy sent me that text and felt like a Monday morning, really. It sure <laughs> did. It absolutely felt like a Monday morning. Um, you know, in slightly happier distraction news, Yeah. last night I finished Emily in Paris on Netflix. Yes. Which you recommended to me a few weeks ago. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think the no. text was like... Watch Emily in Paris. It's cute. It wasn't like a ringing endorsement. Not like you were saying it was the greatest thing on Netflix. But Okay, so I think I sent that after the first episode. Okay. It, it for me, got progressively worse as it went on. <laughs> and I was like, did I actually recommend this? <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to give you a chance to uh, walk that statement back. But I have some thoughts about this show after okay. having watched it. First... I did find it enjoyable. Like, it is beautiful. The scenery, the costuming, the people are all very beautiful. (laughs) I enjoyed all of that. Yes. It has a little bit of the, like, ugly American moves to Paris, (laughs) doesn't really make a strong effort to learn to speak the language. Mm -hmm. I cringed a few times, like when she's in a restaurant, she's like, oh, no, 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 this is not the way you do it. Oh, when she sent her steak back or whatever uh, it was? I, I was physically so, uncomfortable. I was like, he is going to spit in your steak. <laughs> yes, I was so like, yeah, not good. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk about how it's so unrealistic. I do feel like they did a little retconning at the end where she's like, I have a master's in marketing. I'm like, that would have been information that's good to have up front because... And maybe I wasn't paying close attention because it doesn't require you to pay close attention. Mm -hmm. But my feeling was like, you know, she kind of got sent there on a whim because her boss couldn't go and they sent someone who wasn't totally qualified for the job. I would watch a season two (laughs) just because did you finish the whole thing? No, I gave up. Oh, no. Yeah. They leave it with so many cliffhangers. What? The... She's still hot for the chef, but he's got a girlfriend. Okay. Cliffhanger. Spoiler alert. Sorry. If you need to click through for the next, you know, 60, 90 seconds. Okay. How far did you get in the hot chef relationship? Um, I don't... Oh, they went out to the girlfriend's family home. Okay. The winery okay. or whatever. Okay. Well, he oh, wants... She- she Go liked ahead. the brother. I think she liked the girlfriend's brother, maybe? Who was 17 years old. Oh. 
that's problematic, folks. Like, I don't care how hot he is. Let's not have a storyline. Like, even with the genders reversed, it's gross. That's problem number one. I'm going to I'm going to blow right past that because I need to talk about the fact that the boy the hot restaurant owner Gabriel is that his name? Yes. He he wants to open his own restaurant. He won't take the money from his girlfriend. Fast forward to the final episode. The scent guy. <laughs> oh, the hotel. No, not not the hotel guy. The scent guy. Okay, yeah. Um, isn't he the scent guy with the wife who also is the Who's having an affair with the lady at the marketing firm? Yes. Yes. Fast forward to the end. He invests in, he like, Gabrielle's about to leave. He and his girlfriend break up. He and Emily, after the breakup, because he's going to leave, because he's able to buy a restaurant in, I think he's from Normandy. They have sex. Then the next morning, she's in a new relationship with someone else. They're about to go away for the weekend. She and Gabrielle have this, like, it was just this one night thing. It wasn't meant to be, blah, blah, blah. Then, all of a sudden, Gabrielle has an investor. He's buying that restaurant that he works in. And she's, like, torn between her new guy and this guy. And then Gabrielle's ex-girlfriend sends her a text. And she's like, he's staying. Can we talk? Boom. End. Hmm. Hmm. Eh. <laughs> Is there going to be a season two? I have no idea. It was very widely talked about, although it was also very widely slammed. Yeah. <laughs> I felt it was equal parts enjoyable and cringeworthy. Yeah. I, don't, I might finish it. I don't know. If I need a throw on show while I'm doing something, I might. I think, you know, there might be better uses of your time, but I enjoyed it and it also made me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, speaking of things that make me uncomfortable. Go ahead. Can we do a quick check-in? Two episodes ago, we talked about our election self-care plans. Yes. Can we talk about how we're doing with those? Have you made one? Well, that's a good question. The answer is no. I haven't I haven't sat down and written something out. However, okay. I have been putting up boundaries. You know, I've had people on Facebook post kind of inflammatory things. And one thing I've realized, you know, if someone says something that is racist or homophobic or I will speak up, but when people are just baiting other people, I know when there's a battle to be fought and I know when there's nothing to win. Now, this is a very new thing. And I am just walking away because there's nothing to be gained by engaging in a fight with someone who wants a fight. Right. And someone whose mind has made been made up. I am trying to be very productive with my time. I volunteer for the DNC. I text and that makes me wildly <laughs> uncomfortable because anytime someone sends something back that's not like super supportive. And I mean, <laughs> every single time I feel this like cold wash of anxiety. Eeks. But, but I do it for two reasons. One... I don't want election day to come and to feel like I haven't, I didn't do anything, right? Like I could have done more. That's, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like self-care in advance. Sure. (laughs) And the other thing is I live a very nice life and I live with a lot of privilege and that bit of anxiety I feel is something that I can handle because other people need a voice. And so I do feel like for me, the trade-off is worth it. Good. Have you made a plan? Yes. 
<laughs> I decided the other day that I on election day I will not I'm I will not engage in social media and I am not going to turn the TV on the entire day Whoa. because whatever happens is going to happen. You know what I mean? So I agree with that. Just, you know, consuming all that media is not going to change anything for me. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to, I don't know. I think that day I have a an appointment to get my hair cut, so I'm going to do that. And then, um, I don't know, I'm going to throw on some happy TV, Gilmore Girls, or, you know, something I could just binge out on all day long. That is a good idea. Yeah, I'm going to need a distraction and... I'm going to have to balance my need for information with knowing that the die has been cast at that point. Because really, I, you know, I can get the information I need in five minutes. I don't need every single bit of commentary on it. Right. Exactly. I just feel like that information is going to be there the next day. So I'm, it's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> Clearly. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> all right. So it's October. Mm-hmm. And um, October is both Breast Cancer Awareness Month and has two very important dates in Wendy's personal breast cancer journey. As much as I hate that word, journey, I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. Yeah. So, um, I today am celebrating 12 years of being cancer free. Yeah. It's, um, it's exciting. It's exciting to be at this point past having cancer. Because for me, uh, when I was initially diagnosed, I was 33 and I was a young woman who just had a baby in relatively good health. And um, for me, I thought I was going to die, obviously. But and I needed to see that there were women out there who had long years past their diagnosis that had lived years after after their diagnosis. So for me to hit 12 years today feels like I can be that for somebody else who's yeah. just been diagnosed. So, um, yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day. So can I ask a stupid question? Yes. <laughs> Don't get nervous. I'm not putting you on the spot. Okay. I mean, so your diagnosis day is also in October. Yes. That uh, was 10 days ago, actually. So um, is it a year and 10 days later? Since I was diagnosed? Yes. It's 12 years and 10 days later. That's what I yes. meant. But yes. I meant, was it a year and 10 days between those two? That that was my question. Was it a year and 10 days between those two? Oh, no. I um, Everybody can count their like cancer-free day as anything they want. I count mine as the day that cancer was removed from my body. So, so the, the day, day you had surgery? Yes. Okay. Yes. So from diagnosis to surgery was 10 days. Yes. And they declared you at that point cancer-free. And then you had chemo and radiation. Yes. Well, let me just... They never really like... In my case, they never say you're cancer free. Still to this day, when I meet my oncologist, she tells me you're healthy. There's no evidence of disease. Yes. yes. That's where I'm at. What was your question? (laughs) So you had surgery and then they at that point, their feeling was there was no evidence of cancer. And then they do chemo and radiation to make sure it stays that way. 
Exactly. Because there could be like tiny cancer cells in your body. And yeah, that's why for me personally, why we did cancer and then radiation after that. Why we did, we did chemo. cancer. We did chemo. <laughs> that's why we did the cancer. <laughs> <laughs> well, Miss Wendy, I'm yes. glad you're here. And Thanks. You know, I think these stories are important to tell. Um, you know, I have someone in my life who has been dealing with breast cancer through the pandemic, which is a truly terrible combination. Yeah. Um, so all of the positive, happy endings are, I think it's helpful to hear. I think so, too. And, you know, good for you to celebrate and doesn't have to. I know that in the past couple of years, this is just a perspective thing fall through the winter used to not be your favorite time because it was such a reminder of that because I have PTSD yo. Well, of course <laughs> of course but I'm saying I, do you feel because I feel like that tide is turning a little bit like this so, you're throwing yourself into the joy of the season a little bit more that's funny you say that because October used to always be like my favorite time of year I love Halloween and then I was diagnosed in October which really put a sour note on the month for me. Like like you said, this time of year is always hard for me. But I do think the tide is turning a little bit. And that has to do with the length of time since my diagnosis and that I've been healthy. And honestly, a lot of therapy. Yay for therapy. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> we are less than a week out. Do you have Halloween plans nailed down how your family's going to handle it well um i am letting my daughter trick-or-treat this year Mm -hmm. and i plan to hand out candy okay so you're gonna do the whole mask and bowl situation with your candy yeah at first i thought like oh i'm gonna like bag everything up individually and then people can just take you know their little bag and be on their way but then i don't know how many bags to make and that just seems like a lot of extra work. So I think I'm just going to mask up. I'll wear some gloves. I might use some kitchen tongs to hand. I don't know. That's a good I just, idea. I just want to be like totally safe about it and then let those trick-or-treaters who come feel safe getting candy from us. You know? Yeah. I Yes. I hear you. What about you? We have not fully nailed down our plans for Halloween. And it's funny because we don't know what's going to happen for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Although I think in the back of my mind, I do know. I'm just not willing to admit what's going to happen for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Mm -hmm. And my son is not in to trick-or-treating or costumes. So that was easy. My daughter, she's like, I know we might not be able to trick-or-treat, but can I have a costume? So I said, sure. She's going to be the Cheshire Cat. (laughs) We ordered the costume. My husband loves Halloween. I hate it. And so he'll dress up. They're doing a bunch of activities for school and he'll dress up. Our plan for passing out candy, we plan to sit outside but have a bowl at the end of our driveway so we can be social with everybody Uh that comes by, but be distanced and then they don't have to like, you know, come close to us. Right. Um, And we haven't decided about trick-or-treating. I... The corner of our neighborhood where we live tends to stay pretty mellow. Parts of our neighborhood get wild. We definitely would not go over there, but we might do like a mini trick-or-treat situation with some of the neighbors... I will be honest, this stresses me out, and I wish, I wish there were rules. (laughs) Okay, let me ask you a question. Is it, um, do you want to participate because you have young children? Because otherwise, would you just close up the house and stay inside? 
hundred percent, I would shut the door. We this week had to make a decision for the second trimester of school Mm -hmm. um, because our school choices are that's how they're doing it. So we are, my kids are fully virtual and um, we had kind of decided one thing and today's the last day to turn everything in. And my husband called from school and he was like, if you want to change your mind, I'm okay with it. Whatever you want. If you want, <laughs> I think we oh. all feel like, I think we all feel like there are no great choices. There's no choice that's without some sort of consequence, right? Right. You know, you stay in your house and you don't interact and that is hard on your mental health and it's hard, you know, emotionally and you make other decisions and then you have to balance the safety and the risk. And (laughs) so he did that and I was like, oh no, no, (laughs) make a different choice. Or maybe I don't, I don't know. I will admit to be, to being exhausted by the constant risk assessment. Yeah, totally. I absolutely agree. We would love to hear everyone's Halloween plans. We'd love to see pictures of kids in costumes. Even if you're not going anywhere, I get it. But I know some people love dressing up. If you want to hop into our Facebook group, we'll have a costume share day. Uh, You can share favorite costumes of the past. And we're going to take a quick break before our next segment. In honor of Halloween, we are going to chat about some spooky stories and uh, some unexplained instances in our lives that maybe we can attribute to ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts, Wendy? Uh, Yes, I think so. I think so. I don't know. I don't know. I think I've had I've had weird things happen and weird experiences that would lead me to saying yes, but then I don't want to open the door to that. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So if yes. I just be quiet about it, then nothing will happen. So, yeah. Sort of. I don't not believe in ghosts. I haven't I haven't ruled it out. I'm open to being convinced, but I you, nobody needs to come convince me if anybody is listening. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good with not knowing for sure. Two years ago, I and my family went to Ireland the week of Thanksgiving. And prior to that trip, I don't know if you remember this, Wendy, but we were having a conversation with our friend Sharon, who at the time had a ghost story podcast. Oh, okay. Yes, I remember. And I was telling who we were going and where we were staying. And I actually was mistaken about where we were staying. And she goes, oh, that place is totally haunted. Because the thing about Ireland is everything's old. It's old. So everything's haunted, right? Well, I had transposed two hotel names in my mind. That wasn't where we were staying. However, the second hotel we stayed in Ireland is kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Huge, big, green rolling hills. I mean, there's actual castles like falling down on the premises of this hotel. And our first night there, the kids and my husband and I were in adjoining rooms and our Uh room had (laughs) floor lighting that would light up. So when you would step out of bed to go to the bathroom, it had like low lights along the floor and they're motion censored to kind of light your path to the bathroom, which every hotel should get in on this game because there's nothing worse than waking up in the middle of the night and like stumbling through the hotel room. You don't know where the light switches are. You can't see anything. And you flood the room with light, right? So we kind of noticed it. And I was like, that's great. We go to bed 
and throughout the night i kept waking up because the lights kept turning on nope and nope. i <laughs> i looked around and i looked i thought my husband had gotten up no i thought maybe a pillow had fallen off the bed no i mean that would have explained it once but i kept waking up because they would turn on and they turn off after a few minutes right and then at some point i've woken up i've fallen back asleep i've woken up i've fallen back asleep i have a very vivid dream and i don't typically have nightmares unless I've taken like a sleepy time tea. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing because Megan claims that sleepy time tea gives her the worst nightmares. Intense. This This is anecdotally (laughs) proven by many people on the internet. Oh, Uh, (laughs) It's not just me. I didn't know that. I have this dream where something is grabbing me in my sleep and I wake up (gasps) screaming. Now, this is not I have had bad dreams. I have never woken up screaming. I uh, was screaming, get off me, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. No. Now, is this a case of overactive imagination? Maybe. But the lights were weird. So then my husband kind of like half groggy is like, are you okay? And I was, I was like, well, I had a bad dream. He goes, okay. And like rolls over and goes back to sleep. And I was like, no, I. I need you awake with me because now you know I am not going back to sleep. And I'm sitting in this pitch black hotel room because, of course, the lights aren't on now. (laughs) My eyes are... I can't decide. I'm like, do I want my eyes open? (laughs) Because I'm going to see whatever's coming for me. Oh, yeah. I want to close them and I can't see. And there's there's no ending to that story except that I found that totally terrifying. I can vividly remember it was almost two years ago. And... We went down to the front desk the next day, partially because I was like, they were like, oh, yeah, that room's haunted. <laughs> they said that? No, 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 no. Oh. I, I, was, I was wanting that because I told the story to my husband and he was not that impressed. And I was like, something was grabbing me. I woke up screaming. Oh We've been married for 15 years. Oh Have you God. ever known me to wake up screaming? Never. <laughs> so Terrifying. I go down to the front desk and I said, you know, the floor lighting in our room kept turning on and off last night. Uh, and I said, you know, I checked to make sure there wasn't something like, you know, blowing in the pathway. There was nothing that could have been. And she's like, oh, we'll check into it. And it never happened again <gasps> for the rest of our stay there. But I am convinced. Now, Wendy. What? I will tell you that I told you this story. I, I don't even remember. And you mocked me. <laughs> I... Wendy, I had sent her a picture of the exterior of the hotel, and Wendy sends it back with like a cartoon ghost floating <laughs> behind it. <laughs> nobody believed my story. My fa- my parents were there. My children didn't believe. Like nobody, nobody cared. <laughs> I believe you, and I'm telling you, it sounds. I'm reacting like I've heard it for the first time. I don't remember this story at all. Well, and it was probably more dramatic told rather than via text over yeah. 6,000 miles away. So crazy. <laughs> there you go. That is There's so m- scary. I think that's terrifying. Hopefully it didn't follow me home. On did you, did you Google, did you Google like I the did. hotel and did you find anything? <laughs> I did not. Nothing? But, but I didn't look that deeply because once I got like no results immediately, I thought, you know, I don't really want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> Um, I think after the fact, I would definitely want to know. While I was there, I would have never Googled it. Well, and it's funny because early in the pandemic, this hotel is 
aside from the haunting, one of my, my favorite places on the planet. Truly is the most beautiful place I've ever seen. And early in the pandemic, my husband was like, I wish we could quarantine at Adair Manor. <laughs> so uh, I think it's the kind of place we definitely would go back to. Uh-uh. Um, yeah. So speaking of hotels, I will never go back to again. Oh, So after my daughter was born in 2008, we wanted to take a small road trip. So we drove down to San Diego and we stayed at the famous Hotel Del Coronado. Mm. Have have you ever stayed there before? No, I was there for our wedding and refused to stay there. Right? Because it's effing creepy. Mm -hmm. So so, um, at the time, I think I had realized like there was some stories about it being haunted. But whatever, I was fine. I was like a new mom and I needed to get out of the house. So we went and we were like, let's splurge because this is our only vacation all year long. And we like upgraded to this, what they called a junior suite. So we Mm. get there. And if you don't know, the um, Hotel Del Coronado is widely famous, right? It's yes, it's beautiful. It's, it's it's this old hotel that was built in like the 1800s. It's wooden, which I don't know why that's significant, but I guess like the main building is made of wood. They have like other offshoot buildings that are newer. Anyway, and you less go haunted. In- and less haunted, yes. <laughs> so you go inside, and this was back in 2008. I don't know if they've upgraded it at all. I have not been back. But um, it's very dark, dark wood, dark carpet. It's dark. And they have this one of those bird cage elevators. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. With like the metal accordion door. Mm-hmm. With, are they Bellman elevator guys? You know, that. Yes. Whatever. So that's in the lobby. So we check in, we get into the lot, or we get into the elevator, we go up to the third floor, we get off, and we can't find our room. Well, then we find this tiny little hallway with this little tiny staircase, and our room is up the staircase. Now, granted, we had a stroller, a baby, all this stuff, and I was, like, super annoyed at that fact. Like, I have to drag the stroller up this little tiny staircase now. So we get up there. Well, this room was absolutely once attic space in this hotel because it was it was like small like how does that how do you explain you're not going to put a hotel room in like that's not accessible you know what I mean right pitched ceilings and absolutely had like tiny little windows pitched ceilings it had this weird like angled closet it was weird so we stayed there that night I felt, I laid in bed all night long and could not fall asleep because I felt like a heaviness above me all night long. Mm. And I was terrified. We checked out the next day. I was like, (laughs) I'm not staying here. I was scared to death. I was like, there was a weird, like I said, like heaviness and hovering over me the entire night. So... That hotel is said to be haunted. I mm-hmm. guess a woman committed suicide there in the late 1800s. And it's, I don't know, been documented that they've seen her and whatever. And she's got a specific room that she haunts and like areas of the hotel. Well, that's not this part of the hotel. So I don't know if that was the case or not. I don't know. I will never go back there again. It was so scary. I hate that. Yeah. Ugh. No. We have never stayed there. We, like I said, were there for a wedding several years ago, and my, some members of my family were staying there, and I was like, no. <laughs> I would rather drive two hours home to Orange County than sleep in this 
haunted hotel. <laughs> yeah, that whole little Coronado Island really gives me the creeps for some reason. I cannot put my finger on it. I don't know why, but it. I don't. And like it's beautiful. It. I mean, the grounds are beautiful. The hotel is beautiful, but it's haunted. So I only have one ghost story, but I, you know, I think there we all have moments in our lives that are a little bit unexplained, mm-hmm. and I have one from when I was babysitting. I was probably twelve or thirteen, and this family lived three or four houses away and their house had the same floor plan that our house did, which I always found, I don't know, it was interesting to me, not interesting to anybody else, but it was always like, you know, 12 year old me thought that was freaking fascinating. Right. (laughs) So they had a four year old and a baby. And of course that's when we left 12 year olds in charge of baby. (laughs) And it was at night and the kids were both asleep and they both had baby monitors in their room. Mm hmm. And at one point I could hear something coming over the baby monitor. This, I don't know, it was like a high-pitched noise. And uh, I thought it was feedback or something. So I walk back to the kids' rooms. It's a one-story house. And on the floor of the baby's room, oh no! in like the doorway of the closet, like half in the closet, half out, is this dog that has wheels. So like it would spin around on the floor it's upside yeah. down and its wheels are just like spinning maniacally no. Just like, no! <laughs> no! and i look in the little boy's room who was older he's out the baby's in a crib sound asleep so i like run in there and i grab it and i turn it off but it had a switch on it i mean it was like a you had to push the switch closed so, I've never forgotten that. In all my okay, I have a couple. City. I have a couple of questions. Did you put the children to bed or were yes. they? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's super creepy. I was like, maybe it fell from like a shelf or something. But if it had a switch that you yeah, had to turn, it wasn't on. like a button that could have gotten bumped or it wasn't remote controlled. It had an on-off switch. Oh my god, how scared were you until the parents got home? I mean, terrified. <laughs> did you call your parents? <laughs> no, I did not. Um, but I think I just like, and this was, you know, pre-cell phones. Yeah. So I think I just like sat in the living room staring at their TV waiting for them to come home. Oh my god. Did you tell them when they got home? I did. I don't remember them feeling them seeming that concerned about it, but maybe oh they were god. also trying not to like freak out the 12-year-old babysitter. <laughs> yeah. They wanted you to come back. Yeah. And I did. Never happened again, but I was always a little bit nervous there. No, thank you. Okay, so earlier on um, in your Ireland story, you said about like you didn't want to open your eyes because if you saw something, remember? Okay, so when I was a child, we live in this house in Lake Elsinore. And I always remember like waking up in the middle of the night because it felt like somebody was like breathing on me. (gasps) Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. cold like nose nose breath nose air you know what I mean and I never and I was awake and I never wanted to open my eyes because what if I opened my eyes and somebody was standing over me so I always just let it happen and I never knew what it was what could it be well nose air is hot it was cold so I don't know ghost nose air is cold (laughs) maybe it was like the AC I don't know it was scary though that always scared me can you sleep Without covers on. Yes, every night I do. And, it, okay, see, I cannot sleep without covers on because it terrifies me. Like, I need something, <laughs> over, even if it's just a sheet, but I prefer a heavy covering, even though I'm a hot sleeper and I wake up sweating every night, I feel protected. <laughs> you need to have all your limbs tucked in the bed before you go to night-night. 
Uh-huh. Um, were you ever that kid that was scared to turn off your light and then get into bed? Oh, always. We slept with the hall light on growing up. Oh. Doors open, hall light on, so that it was never pitch black in our room. And it's so funny because my kids now sleep with their doors closed. Uh-huh. And my husband prefers a pitch black house, pitch black room when he sleeps. I could sleep with our door open. And I would prefer door open, hall light on. <laughs> Even now, 41 years old, <laughs> I'd prefer a nightlight. So when I was a kid, we would have my my light switch was all the way by the bedroom door. And I remember, like, I should have been in the Olympics because I would hit the switch <laughs> and I swear I could jump from point A to point B. Like, it was cra- I was always terrified something was going to grab me. Oh, <sighs> yes. Yes. So well, I am still afraid of the dark. Very much so oh. afraid of the dark. In if, your own home? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I... So, like, if I'm shutting everything off downstairs to come upstairs... If there's not an upstairs light, like casting light down the stairs, I will go up there, turn a light on, go downstairs, turn everything off. I don't walk around in the dark at night. What about staying home alone? Like, if do you mind staying home alone at night by yourself? Overnight? Yeah. So I have, I don't, I don't love it. I will stay up until I pass out out asleep like I won't I will fall asleep if I'm home alone well even with the kids but if my husband's not here and I'm sleeping alone I don't enjoy sleeping alone and I lived alone before we got married I lived alone for a couple of years um, but I'm not good at it anymore and I do not like falling asleep alone I'll sleep with the tv on so I wonder if that's is it do you think it's because you have children now or because if you lived alone why weren't you scared then I think I fell asleep with the TV on then also, but I don't know that I would have attributed it to being scared because I, you know, moved out at 17, went to college, you know, slept alone. Even when I had roommates, we weren't sharing a room. But I think now I'm just used to having someone sleeping here. And if something happens in the middle of the night, I want someone to be scared with me. (laughs) That's so funny. I used to, um, when we lived in our first apartment and my husband, who was my then my boyfriend my live-in boyfriend when he was like out of town I would like put chairs in front of the door like I I don't know what I was so scared of maybe somebody breaking in I watched too many scary movies so that's that's what it is I feel like somebody might break in and kill me in the middle of the night too much law and order even that stuff yes that scares me (laughs) yeah me too I don't watch if you hear something in the middle of the night will you wake up your husband yes and he got mad at me recently (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't want to get out of bed as much as I don't want to get out of bed. Right. You know? Same. My husband's like, what exactly do you think I'm going to do in this situation? Right. I'm like, I don't know, but I don't want to deal with it. So we have these um, dog gates right now to like block the puppy from having free reign of the house. Sure. And I went to bed that night and I didn't open them. And we all have a senior dog who was trying to get out that night and he was pushing his face up against the um, gate to try to get it open. Poor guy. And so it just kept <laughs> making, you know, it kept making this like snapping back noise as he was trying to push it open. And I, it scared the crap out of me. I told my husband, I'm like, you have to go down. And he's like, why don't you go do it? So <laughs> I know. Because he knew it was like nothing, but like I was so scared. And then I fell right back to sleep. And poor guy, like he's a terrible sleeper. So he probably stayed up the rest of the night. 
Oh, see, my husband, can, he's one of those, like, lays in bed, closes his eyes, goes to sleep, and I just, like, lay in bed mad at him that he can sleep that <laughs> easily. So, yeah, and he's, I'm a very light sleeper. I did not used to be. I have slept through so many things in my life, and having children, you would not believe the things I've slept through, but having children has made me a very light sleeper. Well, I think that's just mom instinct, don't you think so? If the dog snores, I wake up now. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Megan and Wendy Approved. All right, Wendy, do you have something you are living for right now? I do. Tell me. It's a book, if you can believe Ooh, that. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, don't get too excited, though. You may want to put this in your uh, on your library list. It is called Untangled. Guiding Teenage Girls Through the Seven Transitions into Adulthood, if you recall. Mm -hmm. In our last episode, I talked extensively how my daughter is annoyed with me when I sing in the car. And so just so happened, somebody shared this book in my Facebook feed. It is by um, Lisa Damore. She's a psychologist. And um, I'm not all the way through it yet because I'm listening to it on Audible I have listened to the first chapter twice because she is like hitting the nail on the head about the relationship between my daughter and I right now. So I'm like trying to soak in as much information as I can. And basically what it comes down to is that there's this like push pull between your child leaving childhood into adulthood. So they're just, you know, not nice basically. Yeah. Well, their bodies are hard to understand and, you know. Right. They... Exactly. So she gives a lot of advice on how to, you know, manage that and navigate that, you know, especially like talking to your daughter when she's acting this way and not to take it personally, even though some things do hurt. So I felt validated. <laughs> sure. You know, anyway, so um, I will leave a link to it in our show notes, but it's highly recommended by me. Well, I'm going to take a sharp left turn for my item this week because I would like to share with you my foot file. (laughs) Oh God, that cheese grater. (laughs) It looks like a large cheese grater. And I, so it's, (laughs) you use it to scrub the dead skin off of your feet and it is truly effective and wildly disgusting. I mean, the (laughs) What it takes off your feet will shock you. Um, it's just basically a foot scrubber, but it I find it works best on dry skin. If you use it on wet skin, it's really easy to go overboard. Yeah, I've done um, that. Yeah. <laughs> Where it hurts. And I'm like, the next day, I'm like, my heels hurt because I went too hard on my cheese grater. <laughs> it it It's instantly effective. And, you know, it's one of those things when I get super anxious, I start, like, letting little things go, right? Like. Oh. I'm not going to like moisturize my entire body, right? Or mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm going to like go an extra day before I wash my hair. Or like, so when my feet get really gross, which is unfortunately, is it genetic? Like, my feet get gross fast. I don't understand. Also, actually, I do. I'm barefoot 95% of the time. That's the problem, especially when it's hot, when it cools down I'll be in slippers all the time but I uh scrubbed the crap out of my feet last night and I felt like a new woman <laughs> so uh it's a uh, self-care and disgusting all rolled into one 
Is it quite satisfying when you get all that dead skin off of there? It really is. I mean, it's so gross when you see it. It's like, this is one of those, like, kills the magic in a marriage moments. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I sit on the edge of the bathtub to do it so I can, like, just rinse it all down the drain. Although, super rude, a spider came crawling out of my drain last night as I'm (laughs) filing away at my heels. Are you scared of spiders? (laughs) terrified yes really i didn't know that yeah i don't like spiders um so and it was like swimming like i was trying to rinse it down the drain and it (laughs) fought the good fight but eventually it if it's just like doing its thing up in a corner eating bugs like a daddy long legs i'll leave them alone but when you're in my space you gotta go so i will leave a link to um this in our show notes you can get it on amazon it's really inexpensive and you know if you're not getting pedicures these days I highly recommend it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Before you go, we would love it if you would leave us a rating and or a review as it helps people find us and hit the subscribe button and come back next week. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.